I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Diana Barassa. She is Extension Poultry Specialist at Auburn University, and your focus is poultry processing. That's right. Tell me a little bit, though, about the, the rinses that are used in processing and, and, and the, the different testing procedures that were used before and how they've changed over the past year and a half. Okay, so, so what we're talking about is whole carcass rinses and the Food Safety Inspection Service verification testing so that they can determine how much salmonella or campylobacter is in processing plants. Now in the past, they have used buffered peptone water to do a whole carcass rinse for their verification sampling. But in July 1st, 2016, they switched to a, a new rinse method using a neutralizing buffer peptone water. And the purpose of that is there was some concern that antimicrobials, say in post-chill treatments or during chilling, were being carried over from that carcass into the rinse cup. And when they send the rinse to FSIS labs for testing, there may have been false negatives. And so, so the idea with the neutralized buffered peptone water is that presumably is, is more, more accurate and, and less forgiving? Well, yes, it should neutralize any antimicrobial that enters the rinse into the rinse sample. Now, USDA introduced new standards for salmonella and campylobacter, specifically for chicken parts, about a year and a half ago. Um, but, but those standards were created with the old buffered peptone order, right? That's true, yes. So w w what do we do about that? Do, do all the standards have to be rewritten? Are the standards even valid? Well, there's been some work done in that, and FSIS has looked at it, and I believe they have concluded that the standards don't need to be redone. But there's also been some evidence over time that the prevalence of salmonella has been going up since the implementation of the neutralizing buffered peptone water. So they need to make some decisions on whether or not they're going to go back and redo those standards or not. And when you say that the incidence is going up, is it really going up or was it there all along and we're just doing a better job of catching it? I cannot definitively answer that question. Um, it looks like when the neutralizer was added and you're neutralizing antimicrobials, you're seeing more salmonella. So it looks like there could have been salmonella there all along. That was just false negatives. Now, you gave a presentation at the uh, Poultry Scientific Forum yes. in 2018. Uh, tell us about your study and the takeaway messages. Um, specifically, what I did is I looked at neutralizing buffer peptone water directly compared to buffer peptone water. And what we did in our study is we took samples directly from a commercial processing plant. So it wasn't uh, a lab bench vitro, in vitro study. It was directly in the plant with this is a real thing. anticipated real levels of antimicrobials. And we did a direct comparison. And the, the previous work, the research that's published is all with salmonella. Everybody looked at salmonella. What we did is we looked at salmonella, obviously, and campylobacter, as well as antibacteriaceae. And when we directly compared, when we looked across the biomap of chilling, so before chilling, during chilling, after chilling. And what we found was, when we looked at antibacteriaceae, we'll start there, uh, we did see a difference with the neutralizing buffer peptone water and regular buffer peptone water. So when, when the neutralizer was added, we had more antibacteriaceae. Well, that makes sense. The neutralizer is neutralizing the PAA that was in the rinse. So that worked like we expected. When we looked for salmonella, there wasn't enough salmonella to 
make any comparisons because there just wasn't that much salmonella in our samples. But the real interesting part is when we looked at Campylobacter, we saw the exact opposite effect of Enobacteraceae. So the samples where we used the neutralizing buffer peptone water tended to have lower levels of Campy than the samples where we use the regular buffer peptone water. That's strange. Why did that happen? So it's, it's not time to panic, but there should be a little bit of concern. And it should be looked at further whether or not using this neutralizing buffer peptone water is impacting prevalence of Campylobacter in rinse samples. But, but either way, it's clear that with this neutralized buffered peptone water, there's uh, it, it's more of a black and white or a definitive test. Is that an accurate description? As in positive and negative? Yeah. Y yes. All we're looking at is, is it there or not there? We're not doing any uh, levels, counts, any of that. But, but that's what FSI is samples for, is it's either positive or negative. So poultry companies have really had to up their game, I mean, in terms of eliminating these foodborne pathogens. Right. What are some of the changes that you're seeing uh, at, at poultry companies? Uh, what are they doing to try to meet these new standards? Well, within the plant, there's you know the use of antimicrobials. They switch to different antimicrobials depending on the plant and whether or not uh, what category they are, how heavily they use their antimicrobials. Um, there's mechanical interventions like brushes, um, removing fecal material before they even go into the scalder. Uh, there's mechanical and chemical interventions. I think the real change is going to come at the farm. The the fewer pathogens coming into the plant, the fewer pathogens will be in the plant. Well, you very nicely teed up the ball for my uh, next question because, as I said at the top of the interview, there's been more talk about not having these two silos of processing and production, but bringing these two business areas together for the common good. What, what can they do in live production to, in your mind, to, to reduce that pathogen load? so that it's not all on processing. Right, uh, well, on the farm they can, they have methods such as uh, poultry water treatments in, in, the, in the water lines, uh, usually acidification type treatments. Um, but it's not all antimicrobials, it's also biosecurity mm -hmm. is big. Um, keeping rodents and birds out of the house, that sort of thing. Um, making sure salmonella is not coming in with the chicks, so it, it really, it's, it's all one big system. You know, from the farm, it goes back to the hatchery and then back to the breeders. And that doesn't mean breeders are to blame, but darkling beetles. But know, that's where they're doing most of the vaccination yeah. is in the breeders. And I've seen statistics showing that uh, a lot more broiler operations are starting to vaccinate for salmonella as well. So what's next in your research? What I think we're going to do next as far as the, the neutralizing buffered peptone water direction is we're going to look at developing a simple neutralizing buffer peptone water that the plants can use. Uh, the issue is with the one they have now is it's cloudy, so when the FSIS personnel goes to use it, they can't tell if it's been contaminated It's because it's just cloudy. And then the other issue is it's very expensive to make because one of the components has to be um, sterilized without heat. So what I'm planning on doing, hopefully in working with the student, is making a simple neutralizing buffer peptone water. So when the plants do their in-house testing, they don't have to spend so much money on the neutralizing buffer peptone water. Uh, and many don't. Many just use regular buffer peptone water for the in-house testing and just don't worry about the neutralization effect. I'm sure anything you can do to simplify 
this whole process will be greatly appreciated by the industry. Well, hopefully. Um, as far as FSI is though, what, they have to have a universal neutralizer, which, what, which is what complicates the situation. They have to neutralize PAA and certified sodium chloride and CPC and you know, acids, so they have to neutralize everything. I'm aiming to make it more specific. If you use PAA as your post-chill treatment, you only need to use this type of neutralizing buffer peptone water for your in-house testing. Lots of moving parts, but I'm glad you're helping the industry figure it out. Thank you. We've been talking to Diana Barassa. She's extension poultry specialist focused on processing at Auburn University. Thank you again. Thank you.